Jesus, voice of his baby. Brothers and sisters, warm greetings from Sri Balaji Vidyapit, fondly referred to as SBV, deemed to be university. Dear all, I am happy to welcome you to this third episode of this series. In continuation to my deliberation on online learning, today I will be sharing some of my thoughts on a rapidly evolving online learning mode which is popularly known as MOOC. MOOCs are massive open online courses that are designed to be used for skill development and capacity building. They offer a variety of courses that are open in nature and usually subscription free. The acronym MOOC was coined by Kermier and Alexander in the year 2008 and was introduced in their first course on connectivism and connective knowledge. However, this concept was popularized only following the launch of Udacity, one of the first MOOC platforms. MOOCs are considered massive as they can take up thousands of students in a single course. They are considered to be open because they are open to everyone. The course material, content and assessment process are also open. Ever since the last decade, we have been witnessing an overwhelming development of online educational MOOC platforms such as Coursera, EDX, FutureLearn, Moodle, etc. I am sure that as of today, over a million students drawn from hundreds of countries will be participating in thousands of MOOC courses happening all over the world. Though a variety of MOOC courses are available, their role in health professions education is currently less well-defined. However, the number of medical MOOCs are gradually on the rise in various user-friendly platforms. Dear colleagues, in the COVID-19 era, we are bound to witness an exponential rise in the demand for online learning platforms as conventional teaching face-to-face -face has been significantly affected. Even under these compelling circumstances, MOOC courses offer a unique opportunity for the participants to enroll in the courses of their choice. This asynchronous form of learning will help the takers to continue working towards their professional goals and thus to keep marching forward.
MOOCs offer brilliant opportunities for the health profession students to learn and experience new topics of their interest. They can also learn skills generally not supported in the schools but during their spare time and without affecting the regular studies. Medical MOOCs have already been established as ideal models for continuing education and in augmenting the curriculum by supporting continued professional development, interprofessional education and complementing blended learning in the curriculum. This is Voice of SBV. MOOCs serve as an excellent platform for encouraging interaction and collaboration among students sharing common interest. SWAYAM is India's national MOOC platform, which has been designed with a progressive vision to accomplish the three cardinal principles of education policy of the nation, namely access, equity, and quality. The best part of the courses offered in SWAYAM is that participants can enroll for free and benefit themselves. Only a nominal fee is being levied for certification. The National Programme on Technology Enhanced Learning, which is abbreviated as NPTEL, offers many options for health professionals. My dear students, MOOCs have already started to play a major role in continuing health professions education. Even the statutory and regulatory councils have recognized the significance of MOOCs by mandating basic courses in biomedical research for postgraduates to be eligible to take off their summative examinations and the MOOCs can be administered to faculties aimed at enhancing their career progress. Acknowledging the role of MOOCs in ensuring continuous faculty development, Sri Balaji Vidyapit has identified a set of MOOC courses applicable to the faculty drawn from different streams and has encouraged them to utilize the opportunities for capacity building and professional development, the much-needed endeavor in the present context. My dear parents, encourage your children to take off these online courses. The possibilities are many and we visualize that the current generation adapts well to the technology platform. Though the popularity of MOOCs in health professions is on the rise, one needs to understand and accept the limitations of these courses as well. 
MOOCs are currently as efficient in delivering advanced theory-based courses, while their application in delivering clinical skills is yet to be explored. It is the need of the hour to explore the role of MOOCs in basic health professional programs and their scope in offering additional academic credits in a broad range of undergraduate and postgraduate programs. Dear all, amidst the large number of MOOC courses which are presently available, the most important thing is to select the appropriate course only after carefully analyzing the scope of the offered courses and based on the needs and value additions. A candidate should make a well-informed decision prior to enrollment in a course that would go a long way in helping them with vocational opportunities. In my forthcoming episodes, you will hear about more facets on these online courses. But from a renewed perspective, based on objectivity of the attempt. Hence, stay tuned to our podcast channel that would unfurl many interesting, informative and intellectually satisfying facet of the online courses. We wish you all the best in each of your endeavors. At this juncture, I also wish you the best of health. I eagerly look forward to staying in touch. Till then, Namaste, Jai Hind. You are listening to Voice of SBV. This is Voice of SBV. Dear all, brothers and sisters, warm greeting from Sivalaji Vidyapit, a deemed to be university, popularly known as SBV. I am happy to welcome you all to this second episode of Dear All. Today, I am going to speak on a trending topic namely e-learning. E-learning, as you may be aware, is defined as the use of the internet and digital technology to educate and disseminate knowledge to a greater and wider audience. You will be surprised to note that though e-learning was initiated in the year 1999, it was only two years later that the definition for the same was accepted universally. The time period between 2001 and 2005 witnessed extraordinary happenings in the e world linked to e-learning. Upgraded technologies 
in the IT sector drew more people into the force of teaching and learning. The use of PowerPoint and learning management systems are among some of the important tools that revolutionized education and at the same time made it interesting too. During this golden period, we witnessed enhanced access to wireless communication, digital graphics, and social media networks, all leading to improved efficiency in the teaching learning processes. The next five years, spanning from 2006 to 2010, constituted the platinum era that witnessed several important changes. This meant that any individual could develop e-learning tools and content. The e-learning tools were standardized at a global level. Introduction of mobile internet, podcasting, and augmented reality emerged as boons in the design, development, and implementation of online courses. Cloud computing entered the scene with a bang. Other notable achievements during this time span included the digitalization of the library, ebooks, and mobile learning. All these advancements have enabled the extensive use of e-learning over the last decade. E-learning is of high relevance now, especially in these rapidly changing times. COVID-19 has changed the world in many ways. People suspect if we will ever return to the old norms. Maybe we will eventually, but definitely the world would be different soon. With respect to education, institutions are evolving and adopting to change. E-learning, a path-breaking technology, is upon us. E-learning is no longer the process or method of teaching learning. It has evolved into practice. As with every practice, there are good and bad practices. This is Voice of SBV. The stakeholders in e-learning include students, teachers, parents, and the society at large. We are no longer talking about whether e-learning should be adopted. But the focus is now on how to make e-learning efficient, cost-effective, and accessible by all. These are some of the challenges we need to overcome. My dear students,
I wish to tell you that e-learning needs a lot of intrinsic motivation. E-learning is mostly a self-directed learning process. It is easy to get lost in the world of digital media. There are too many distractions, too many to count. For example, it is hard to continue to read biochemistry when your friends are into online gaming. In earlier days, one had to go to a playground to play. We had to travel for recreation. Now, you don't have to. You have distractions on your fingertips. At the top of a button, it is hard to concentrate when you are hyper-connected. You need to find newer mind skills to stay focused and on track. My dear colleagues and parents, I wish to share that we need to recognize a huge opportunity right now, the sunrise period. Newer avenues are opening up. New tools can be created. New learning sciences, theories and practices are waiting to be rediscovered. We can now access rich data. There are many possibilities to ensure optimal e-learning. Students need to be mentored through different platforms. Parents and the society at large need to be reassured that institutions around the world and in India are gearing up to face the challenges of this wave 2.0 era. Requirements of funds and workforce need to be balanced while sustaining such endeavors. Dear all, so let all of us be aware of the fact that we have plenty of choices with regard to e-learning tools. But I strongly advocate that higher educational institutions such as SBV need to develop indigenous and noteworthy e-learning tools that would go a long way in strengthening the Skill India campaign. In the subsequent podcasts, we will be taking off newer facets of technology-driven education. I will be touching upon massive open online courses, nowadays commonly referred to as MOOCs. The role of MOOCs in skill development, capacity building, and employment opportunities as applied to the health sector will be discussed. We wish you all the best in each of your endeavors. At this time, I also wish you the best of health. I eagerly look forward 
to staying in touch till then namaste jai hind you were listening to voice of sbv this is voice of sbv dear all brothers and sisters greetings from sri balaji vidyapeet deemed to be university popularly referred to as sbb i professor subhash chandra parija vice chancellor of sbb welcome all of you to this first episode of voice of sbb just started to bridge the gap among us really i am delighted to speak to all of you directly through this media and my first episode is about this media itself the medium that i am referring now is podcast a technical marvel in this age of robotics artificial intelligence and internet of things let us talk about podcast podcast is a combination of two words ipod and broadcast the term podcasting was first suggested by mr ben hammersley a journalist who coined the term as early as february 2004 while writing an article for the newspaper guardian podcasting since then has been considered a convergent medium a medium that brings together audio the wave and portable media players podcast is the latest advancement in the technology of sound and language transmission it is growing in popularity in recent years it is the radio for today's generation of students adults and learners for those completely new to the podcast scene i must say that podcast represent a series of audio files made available online most podcasts are established like a tv or radio show with different seasons and episodes focused on varying topics featuring experts from diverse fields listeners 
can subscribe to specific podcast download new episodes and listen to the same at their will and pleasure this i consider as the greatest advantage of the podcast podcast free us from sitting and watching screens and give us immense freedom to engage in any other routine activities like exercising doing routine walks or even commuting while we listen it also helps us to fill our gaps of time when we are generally free with useful information that we can act on later this is voice of his baby okay let us discuss for a while on the important facets and logistics of podcast i am quite sure that we all love to hear and we also love listening to sound is deemed fundamental to this universe and listening is considered as a great attribute science informs that listening requires lesser energy than watching a video visual medium could be rich in content with high definition videos and pictures but listening to audio can be a more personal and fulfilling experience science also informs us that some content is best conveyed by speeches than by videos we remember some speeches or parts of speeches better than we retain video imagery in our memory also speeches are known to inspire great orators have on the adulation of people with their speeches i just like to quote here the most revered saint poet thiruvalluvar 
He says, the richness of the year is the wealth amongst all wealth. In another instance, the saint also remarks that listen to the good does not matter but it brings immense greatness. Back or sound in spoken language is really considered cardinal. Educationists from all over the world have noted that podcast is a unique storytelling medium for better engagement of learners. It helps to build immediate rapport with students who belong to a very different generations than us. We call them digital natives. To reach out to them, their minds, their hearts, and of course, their souls, we need to meet them halfway and establish parity on the some level of technology. More than blog posts or videos which demands someone's full attention, podcasts give listeners the gift of multitasking. That is why most podcast buffs Listen through their smartphones, tablets, or other mobile devices. Listeners are able to enjoy podcast even while getting ready in the morning, driving to the workplace, or taking a stroll. The greatest benefit of podcast is that it can help to establish closer ties among us and help stimulate creative thinking. This technology has firmly established itself as an instrument of pedagogy, teaching and public discourse in the West. Top universities of the world have adopted podcasts in a big way for several years now. This is Voice of his baby.
in our subcontinent podcast is still at an infancy a few engineering institutions business schools have their podcast however the medium of podcast is relatively new in health sciences institutions sbb is proud to take the lead among health universities to publish podcast if i am able to visualize this will be a popular feature of both the elite as well as the erudite i also believe not only students but also listeners from all walks of life can benefit from podcast that match their own interest and perspectives podcast can help us to indulge in self motivation to indulge in lifestyle modification to indulge in building communities of support it can also foster holistic health and well being this unique endeavor of svb has come at a time when the entire world is fiercely fighting to combat covid-19 at extraordinary times like this we can all benefit from listening to each other and from experts at sbb we seek to facilitate such networks of well-being education and overall happiness through podcast the podcast is one step among several initiatives that we have undertaken recently such as webinars on contemporary topics of academic and scientific interest live telecast video addresses etc dear all i invite you to discover our podcast as we begin to start a number of channels find topics that might interest you and please subscribe to them if you find it interesting and informative we wish you all the best in each of your endeavors 
At this time, I also wish you the best of your health and eagerly look forward to stay in touch. Till then, Namaskar, Joy Hind. You are listening to Voice of SBV.